Welcome to Flipped America Podcast, where Filipinos explain real shit. Um, I'm here with Brian Gutierrez. I really feel like I I fucked up the way I said Filipinos. No. Like I felt like I said it okay that you're time. It, but the, you're, no, you're saying it the right. But you're saying it like you're saying it with the proper pronunciation for a guy not? who doesn't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that's good. Well, well, great. Um, how are you doing, man? What's good, up, man? Uh, nothing. It was a rough like end of the week. Um, yeah. What happened? My son's like my son's really really attached to me. I mean, he's attached yeah, to he both. But yeah, he's really attached to me. And uh, my wife, my my ex and I, we we share custody of the children. Mm-hmm. And he loves her too, man. He's like a total mama's boy and stuff. But this is so fresh because it just happened, you know, yesterday. But he like, I, I mean, dude, and yeah, my ex is super fun. And I, I'm sure I'll elaborate that due to the context of this episode. But like, I'm like ridiculously, like I'm the guy who's like throwing him around and, you know, um, play fighting with him. And, yeah, you beat you know, him up, you oh, kick his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Elbows to the to the temple. <laughs> yeah, man. And he did, head. Yeah, it's just like a constant, just rough housing all day. Yeah. And you know, he's really he's my son's also really really sensitive. So, um, yeah, man, it's 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 really it's really rough. Like, because I I'm sure I'm sure my ex and I neither of us consider this like him picking one of us, but. You know, I, it's just a struggle. Like, I hate to get so deep so early in the episode, but no, please. Just trying to get him to, you know, understand. He, and considering his age, he totally gets it. But just sometimes, you know, uh, it's it's a struggle because it's like, hey, man, you know, you, what happened? You like, um, he, you know, he he calls his he calls my old house uh, before the split. He calls that my house. You know, I'm speaking as him. Uh-huh. says you know yeah. are you coming to my house and then he calls my mom's house daddy's house and uh, you know yeah and we were at uh, my we were at my in-laws you know with for other reasons i mentioned before and you know we were, i was putting him in his car seat my mom was there too and we were putting him in his car seat and he asked me just very um meekly like are we going to your house or are we going to my house and i said you know tonight you're gonna see your mom tonight you're gonna spend the next you know you're going to spend the weekend with your mom. And he just lost it, like crying, um, you know, like real crying, not not whining, crying. Yeah. And, what is his uh, cry? What does his crying look like? Does he is it just does he curl dude, into a ball? Like, does he? Yeah, ball, dude. Like really? Yeah. Not, you know, it's not it's definitely not like I said, whining, crying or yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, overacting, crying like it's it's agony. It's the real deal. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so like it's so much so that I had to pull him out of his car seat and like, you know, um, just like pacify him, if you will. Yeah. And and as my mom was pulling away, like she stopped and she's like, "What's wrong?" Like she thought he got hurt or something. And I'm like, "No, no, no, you know, he's just having a bad time right now. Don't worry about it." So and you know, it's getting late, so she drove off without asking, you know, for me to elaborate. Wait, so this was when you were about to drive him? Yeah, home. Like, okay. To, yeah. Um, 
so yeah, like, you know, I was able to calm him down a little bit. Right. You know, and I'm not, I'm not like the bribing kind of parent. Like I wasn't telling him, Hey man, I'll buy you this. If you stop crying or, you know, you'll spend one more night with me if you stop crying. Yeah. It's, it's more like, listen, man, you, you know, you're, we're going to see each other again in like two days. Right. And you haven't seen your mom for most of the week. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, yeah, dude, the whole car, the whole car ride home, he was bawling. Um, it's not a long drive, like 15 minutes. And, you know, he calmed himself down. Is it down. only 15 minutes? Yeah, it's pretty close. Damn. Maybe okay. 15, 20 minutes. Okay. He calmed himself down. And then, you know, this is the, this is the sensitive side of me. Like when I put him down in the foyer at, at home, he like, he like just looked at me like he was fucking ripped. And like, I, I dude, I, I had to hold it together too, because, you know, he was just so like, you know, reaching for, like as, as his mom was like taking off his shoes, he was like reaching for me, you know, like uh -huh. take me with you. Man. Oh my God. Yeah, uh -huh. man. When I told, you know, and, and when, when his mom said, you know, hug and kiss your dad, you know, like he wouldn't let go. Yeah, it was rough, man. And you know, we, we, his mom and I have been, you know, we haven't been together for almost two years now. Uh -huh. So, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if it's because he's understanding it more, right? Like, mm, when, yeah, yeah. When, when he's young, when he's younger, it's like this is, you know, I'm with my daddy and I'm with my mommy. But then now he's like, he's like grasping that, uh, you know, that there's a, that there's, you know, part of his life is spent without one of us, I guess. Right. Yeah. Oh man. We're, you know, we still do a lot of stuff together. I just think, and it's probably hard on him too because. Like when it when it's just me and him time, it's usually when uh, you know, my my ex is working, my ex wife is working or something. So he spends like a constant whatever time period, forty eight hours, ninety six hours, whatever, with me. And so I'd like to think it's also now he's crying because the fun stops. But uh, yeah, man, just just the way just the way he was looking at me, man, it was is rough. That is rough. It's so interesting you're going through this because I feel like Cedric is starting to ask me, well, I mean, not, not, I think he has been starting to, he has been asking me more about divorce mm -hmm. and, um, God, it was around father's day. He, he said something that was really kind of funny. And we were, we were on this walk and it was him it was me, obviously him, and then, you know, Avery was with me. And he said, we're talking about having kids and, you know, and how he's a big brother. And he said to me, he goes, he goes, uh, you know, you know, it's so cool, you know, like being a big brother and, you know, you had me and then you had Avery and then, you know, what you can do is, uh, you know, you can get divorced and then marry someone else and have another baby. Oh I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, that's, that's, that's not how this works, pal. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I'm not doing this again. Like, this is, this is <laughs> it for me. Like, I can't, I, I, I can't do this again. Um, but that Are you was, thinking that or telling him that? Uh, I'm like telling him, literally, like, I'm not going to do this again. Like, this is it oh, for me. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, 
what's great is that you can still have some more siblings, you know, if there's Alex, you know, Alex and I could end up having more babies in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how that goes. We can change our minds on that too, but mm-hmm. I do not need to, Alex and I do not need to be divorced in order for that to happen. But yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that logic that yeah. kids yeah. have that, you know, and, and that's, that's why I know communication is so important because mm-hmm. kids will make that leap. And yeah. if there's something they don't quite understand, even if they think they understand it, it could mm-hmm. be so far off. So mm-hmm. I feel so fortunate that he is willing to, uh, to talk to me about these things because you know, I know when I was younger, I definitely did not feel like I could talk to, you know, if I had anything that didn't make sense in my mind, I usually mm-hmm. just would feel like I, I would just figure it out myself, yeah, you yeah. know, and a lot of it would just be completely wrong. So when, you know, my dad would explain to me something like, you know, how babies are made um, mm-hmm. or that Santa Claus isn't real and how Santa Claus actually exists um i would embrace that truth like oh man this feels amazing to actually Mm -hmm. have someone explain to me what's actually going on because i Mm -hmm. i didn't feel i didn't feel like i had the agency to ask people what Mm -hmm. how things actually worked Mm -hmm. so that's fascinating um i mean there's there's, i kind of want to share too um, before we get back to, I'll, I'll kind of lead back to um, where we're at because we're obviously going quite nicely into, you know, divorce. But, you know, I think even just being a dad, hearing particularly like you and Rose, it was in episode three where we're talking about fatherhood and the way you talked about your dad's kind of made me feel bad because I feel like I've been <laughs> shitting on my dad um, at nearly every episode. And I love the guy, and, but you know, we obviously have our differences. So I did something that kind of surprised me and I just sat down and I made this list of, ev- I called it everything great about my dad. And I, I wrote this list and I will share with you what was on the list um, just to make up for all the shit that I talked about. <laughs> uh, um, I, he's, I put, he supported me in all of my endeavors. Um, I got my creativity from him and I love being creative. It's one of the very few things I've always been proud of. During hard times, he and my mother have helped me out financially. They didn't have to put me through college, but they helped me through hard times. Um, 99% of the time, he's always been positive and cheery. The only time he's not is when I start shit. Um, I honestly don't remember him hitting me ever. Like, I don't think he did. I don't think he ever put a hand on me in any way. Uh, he never sexually assaulted me in any way. And <laughs> and I and I feel like this is it's a worth, serious matter. Sorry, it's a serious. It, no, no, but it's 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 it's. I think what's crazy is that I 
can laugh about that, right? We can laugh about that. But like, I have, and I think it was one of these things. It was like, like, no, this kind of thing only happens really rarely. But man, I, ever since like the Me Too movement, man, mm-hmm. I feel like it's happened to countless people. So yeah, it's like, it's something I can't take for granted. Yeah. And what's, what's really strange too is like growing up, I always had this fear of being sexually assaulted in some way. I don't know mm-hmm. where that fear came from. And I felt like, and I did feel like Night anybody, Stalker. you know, maybe it was, yeah, the Night Stalker. Night Stalker was such, yeah, you're right. I think I, that was one of those things that situations that just completely put me on edge and affected my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I wrote, this is more for myself, even though I was always afraid of anyone sexually assaulting me, I think I was afraid because if anyone would have told me to do anything, I would have done it. I think that's yeah. definitely true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I put, fortunately, I was a hideous child, which is also very <laughs> true. Um, I really do believe he gave me the keys to being unabashedly myself. I don't think I, like, I felt like I needed people like you in my life and other friends in my life to kind of really instill in me how to be myself. But mm-hmm. With him, I, I'll never forget this. There was this. I I remember being a little bit ashamed of him because of the way he sat and crossed his legs. Like he wouldn't cross his legs, you know, like how I felt like a man would do it. This was probably in junior sure. high when I qu- question, you know, where he, you know, it's like the ankle on the knee, you know, mm-hmm. so your legs kind of mm-hmm. spread out a bit. He crossed his legs with his knee across his knee so you mm. know his, his, his legs like close together and then he would put his hands on his knees and i remember telling him um you know that's how girls sit right you know that right and mm. he just said oh do they and then he just continued to sit like that and he never <laughs> changed for me and i've always admired him for that um he's definitely i could tell he's he's always been proud of me and my siblings to the point of where it's embarrassing where mm-hmm. I don't want him talking about us, but he does. And that is, that does feel good. Mm-hmm. No, thinking back, he's very encouraging and inspiring to others. That's definitely something I strive for. Um, and uh, you know, the worst things I can think of that he did, they, they make me laugh now, like legitimately make me laugh. So <laughs> So what I ended up doing was I put that in a card on Father's Day and I gave that to him and his response was, yep, that's all true. That's all he had to say. That's all true. Like I I, I, I kissed his ass in, in this and he was like, yep, that's all true. Like very matter of factly. So, but he did end up texting me later on. Like that was, that was really sweet of what I said in the card, but um, yeah. Like I, mm-hmm. and I do feel like I'm in this place where I'm, I'm realizing the power of gratitude and I can't just be focusing on the, really the stupid shit that happened. And <laughs> so, and, and I, I think I could thank you and, and Rose and even Chris, you know, for his perspective, um, yeah. in that, that podcast before last where, you know, just even like, it's just, it's just so true. Like 
everything that our parents did like made us who we are and mm-hmm. and we'll get into this but like i've just this is we're in a great place despite what yeah. we've been through yeah um and then also the thing that you know kind of going back to you know my son and him talking about divorce he you know of course this is alex is doing but she got this really i'm i'm a i'm a words of affirmation guy like i love hearing kind things said about me and to me and so she got me this book reasons why i love my daddy and so mm-hmm. she just asked him questions um about me in it and uh they're just great like yeah. it says you are really good at and then he wrote Reminding people to water plants and making rice. <laughs> That's one of the very few, obviously, Filipino things about me. Um, this makes me so, just makes me want to tear up. You are special because I can share my feelings with you. Um, one more. So there's a bunch of, there's a bunch in here thanking me have, for things related to Pokemon go because we do so much <laughs> Pokemon go. Um, it might be getting out of hand because that's what he's, he's thanking me for pretty much everything it has to related to related to that. But one of the things that stood out is he says, he wrote, I show you appreciation for handling getting divorced, which yeah. was okay. And then yeah. the last thing was thank you for handling getting divorced and being a great dad. And Holy shit. and it's it's interesting just thinking about divorce because I remember a time when it just seemed like there was that was not an option. Like mm-hmm. no, like you know, you have a family, you stick together yeah. at yeah. all costs. But there was definitely a point where I realized that things needed to change in mm-hmm. my past relationship with his mother. Mm-hmm. If they did not, the relationship would not last. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's kind of like this question that when I remember going back and forth of, is this worth it? Like, is it worth staying in this relationship that, mm-hmm really seemed like it could have a neg more and more of a negative effect on him. And that was like my worst fear was Mm -hmm. our toxicity somehow, even as good as we could maybe hide it, Mm -hmm. that that would we be able, would that somehow leak into him? And it seemed to be more and more undeniable. And I'll, I mean, I guess for just a little bit of context, you know, one of the biggest just lies that I I kept inside was that, you know, his mom and I fought all the time. And and I and I remember thinking like, oh yeah, we fought throughout our entire relationship. And that's not mm-hmm. that's not true. Um the truth was I think for the first couple years of 
you know, us seeing each other. For the first couple of years, we had this relationship where we kind of like, it was founded on us making fun of each other. We would just mm-hmm. bag on each other. And I felt like I always had to one up her to be mm-hmm. a man. And so she would make these jokes about me. And so I would make these jokes right back on her. And frankly, that's not how I normally roll. And I, and I think that was how I felt like I won her over, so to speak. Um, I felt, you know, in the last podcast, I talked about like this need to be loved. And I felt like, you know, she was someone that if I could win her love, then that would mean that I'm a real man because she had these aspects of herself that were more tough and Mm -hmm. the way that I wanted to be would somehow, you know, complete me if I was able to win her love. And so it would just be this constant like back and forth. And I wouldn't show that I was mad or at least I wouldn't think that I would show it. But Mm -hmm. I think two or three years into our, our relationship, we got into a fight and instead of like trying to one up her on the jokes, I just flat out yelled at her. I yelled back Mm -hmm. and it felt so good to do. And I'd never experienced that in any relationship prior. Like just, and I, and in my mind, I rationalized it like, Oh, this is what a real adult relationship is. It's you being able to yell at each other. <laughs> and then that kind of characterized the rest of our relationship. And Damn. it's, and that was something that I hid from everybody in my life. Cause I, everybody mm-hmm. in, in our lives, well, particularly my life. And I, and it could be because I spent most of my time with her in her family. You know, I just, everybody in my life would say, Oh my gosh, like you and her, you have the best relationship. You know, you guys are so funny together. You guys, you know, are so great together. You guys clearly love each other. And, and then we'd end up just fighting the, like the rest of our lives. And that was exhausting. I imagine it had to be exhausting for her, but it seemed like she handled it so much better than I did. And I felt like I got, I don't know. I just, it, I felt like it affected me more. Um, but stupid me, I felt like that would all change when we got married. Um, which is just this, I don't know just seems like the stupidest thing. And then when we had a kid mm-hmm. and when we ended up having a child and I, and you know, it, it was not easy to do. Like we had issues, um, you know, getting to have Cedric. So when he mm-hmm. came, like, I think there was just so much appreciation that we had a kid, at least for me, like, Oh my gosh, like we have a son, mm-hmm. but 
then it start I started to realize that there are issues with our with our marriage and that's when the conversation started to come up and there was this one night in particular where he he was just starting to be able to sit up on his own and we were like kind of had this like whispering fight you know and I think and it was all of our fights because we wouldn't talk about serious issues always were about mundane things like like the dishes and there were a lot of a lot of fights about the dishes and you know about cleaning and and so I'm whisper shouting about the dishes, you know, like I'm gonna fucking do the dishes. And she's like, like mm. "What are you gonna get to them?" And and I noticed, I felt Cedric watching us. Mm. And so we both turn at the same time, and he's staring at us, and he's looking up at us from the floor, and he just goes, "Ah," mm. and I was like worried that. Initially, I was worried that if he ever saw us fighting, that he would cry. Mm-hmm. And seeing him smile actually fucked me up even more because it of made course. me think, yeah. oh, shit, he thinks this is normal. And that's mm-hmm. like my worst fear because I would go on walks with him after, you know, his mom and I would fight and and just uh, just be yelling at each other. And I would just be telling him, like whispering into his ear, like, I don't want this for you. I don't want this for you. I want more for you. I don't care, you know, who you're with as long as, you know, you're good to them and they're good to you. Like, and I would just repeat this over and over and over to him. And then the more I repeated this to him, the more I would ask myself, like, well, how is he going to get that message if all he sees is us fighting? Mm-hmm. And that led to the conversations that led to, you know, eventually down the line led to us splitting up and ultimately getting divorced. Um, That's my D4SA background. Um, (laughs) What, 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 how did things go for you? Like, what was the process for you of like, it's kind of crazy because, uh, <clears throat> even though you have told me this story many times, it's almost a carbon copy of ours minus like the, uh, the th- that level of fighting because, uh, we, you know, um, how long, how long were you guys together? Oh God. Um, 11 years. Cause 11 it's years. like our thing too, was we got together so young. She was 21. I was 23 that, you know, it started off as fun. And, you know, I wouldn't say we were close friends prior. We weren't. Like our families just knew each other, but we Uh weren't, we weren't like, we weren't close. And, you know, it started off as fun. And then, you know, she had a dog, she had a three-year-old at the time. And I was like, yeah, I do want to do this. You know, I'm going to step up. Yeah. And then, you know, um, they kind of say like, oh yeah, you know, you get with someone, you're, 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 you know, the family comes with that person. And uh, yeah, no, it was, and then, uh, yeah, it grew from there and it was very serious and we were very much in love, I think, um, from the infatuation phase and, you know, two kids in love to two adults in love, but kind of the same thing. Like, and on a previous episode, I think it was the last episode, we touched on a, 
<clears throat> you know, like, um, damn, lost my train of thought. It's kind of like, a, what would you change? I think I would change, you know, when shit gets serious and, you know, you deal with a different set of problems, you know, every, 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 uh, you know, every step of the way, you know, whether big or small, you should address those problems. And we, yeah. you know, well into our late thirties, you know, we were arguing, I, 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 I <laughs> sounds so stupid, but I, I wear black socks and, you know, clothes give off lint and we had white furniture and, you know, we would fight over lint being on the couch, you know, yeah, like, yeah. um, you know, stupid, well, you put it much more eloquently, mundane stuff like that. The fights would be over stuff like that, you know, um, yeah, dishes piling up. Um, when's the last time we mopped the kitchen floor, you know, uh, but when it came to real, real serious stuff, you know, I'm financial, uh, you know, major life changing decisions. We just kind of handled that ourselves, you know, not together. Yeah. Even we were together. And um, yeah, yeah it's, it's super cliche, but I think being together so young, I, I am, I, I do have the ability and the confidence to say that, yeah, we just grew into two different people. Right. And, uh, you know, we have different sets of dreams and different, you know, we, we want to focus on different things. So, yeah, I mean, when we, we had another child later in life, much later in life. And, uh, yeah, I think, I think that was not, not that Corey was the writing on the wall, but just the, the things you do is, you know, new parents, if you will, well, new parents, again, you know, one parent taking shifts, watching the baby, um, while the other parent rests or, you know, does other stuff. Yeah. It just started, it just started feeling normal, you know, not being together, not sleeping in the same bed. Um, you know, just not doing couple stuff. And then, yeah, there's just a point when we just kind of called it. Was it a, was it, you know, obviously relationships take work. So, mm-hmm. Was there a point where, you know, you guys thought, well, we, we have some work to do? Or did you think it was like beyond that at that point? Yeah, I think, I think we just let the fact that we didn't address serious matters together. Um, it just festered for too long that, you know, there, it's, there's just, you know, not. Yeah, I did feel like we, we, we reached the point where we were just too different in we both have good values, but you know, um, yeah, just in the, <clears throat> when we finally address serious matters, that that's when we decided like, yeah, this would probably be better if we do it, you know, apart versus together. And how did that feel? Mm, I remember like, and you know me, I'm a, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty passive guy when it comes to emotions. Um, yeah, I, I just remember always, you know, like, like for instance, uh, like we were at Disneyland. We are at Disneyland and uh, I think like we forgot Cor- Corey's like favorite blanket. He has like a blanket, security blanket type of thing. Yeah. And uh, she pointed out that we forgot it. And I said, oh shit, we fucked up now. And you know, that it's Disneyland. It's loud as shit. You know, like I, 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 I just said it because that's how I'd react to, you know, <laughs> similar situations. Yeah. And she, she got so pissed. She's like, why you got to say it like that? You know, and I remember thinking like, why are you overreacting? You know, we did fuck up. 
this is what happened. Like we might have to go home because he doesn't have his blanket. Uh huh. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, in the past, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to put it all on her, but you know, she wouldn't react like that. Yeah. And yeah. I just, rem- I remember think, I just remember there's dude for easily, easily like three or four years. I just remember thinking like, wow, I, I'm not, I, I am not happy like being together. Hmm. And yeah, I'd lie, I'd lie if I said, you know, that Corey, um, you know, filled, filled a lot of, you know, my capacity for love. He probably did replace, um, you know, what I would dedicate to her and right. But yeah, man, I, I just, yeah, now, now, now that all the dust has settled and, you know, she and I have an awesome relationship. I, I, I do feel like I made the right decision. I totally would not change anything. Or I should say we made the right decision. Yeah. I not change anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Uh, I feel like I immediately knew that it was the thing that needed to be done. Like mm-hmm. once we, <clears throat> once we split, I think there was this little bit of time where um, I was a little bit worried that she might not want me to see him mm-hmm. very much. I, I think the tough, yeah. the tough thing too was just, I, th- I think the hardest thing by far is you're seeing your kid every day mm-hmm. and then you go, you go from seeing your kid every day to not seeing him every day. And Dude. And I like, Oh fuck man. Like your, 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 your split is not much older than mine, you know, but I um, like my best friend is going through this right now. And it, it is kind of like in a twisted way. It is kind of nice to tell him like, dude, I know exactly like where I was, where you were at, you know, six months ago. Yeah. And you were there for me when I was there, you know, in my six months ago. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, man. Like I, I, even though I did say this, like I didn't want him to tell, I I know, like, I don't want to be the guy telling him, dude, it does get better because he's smarter than me. So he knows it's going to get better. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, dude, that part is just so rough because I would just think, man, like, if I get this water out of the fridge in two seconds, he's going to be either sitting on the couch or making a mess on the floor, you know? And, and like that dynamic is totally different now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember thinking, you know, the fact that I would not be seeing my son every day might be worth the, the hell that, you know, my ex-wife and I were putting each other through. Oh, dude. I, I, yeah, I think that's why most, like, stick around and yeah. try to stick it out. Yeah. Yeah. But I realized, too, I mean, but once you make that, once you're able to step away from that, it's amazing. It's amazing how powerful the quality time is, you know? Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Because then you, your focus is entirely on on your child in your case your children because from you know for me i only had one child when um my ex-wife and i split um but 
I, I'm, I'm realizing just the power of quality time. And, and, and I think too, like, cause I, you know, it used to kill me that I wouldn't be able to be there. What wouldn't be able to share as much time as I, as I could, but I think everybody's, you know, like every child's issue is it's, it's not really about, you know, your parent being there all the time. It's about when the time you do have like that you're present and that's something that I, you know, I really felt because I also felt this incredible appreciation just to have really any love. Like I, I, I remember thinking that just I needed romantic love. Like it was so important for me. <clears throat> and that I wasn't sure that I even like, would I even be a person if I didn't have that in my life? And so even after, you know, like kind of right after the split, um, not right after, but maybe two or three months afterwards, like I started dating and I met somebody that I felt like we connected with and she was a divorcee as well. And I felt like we had a lot in common. We connected on, you know, multiple levels, but she also recognized that I wasn't really fully invested in that relationship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I remember she broke up with me because she said, you know, she wanted, um, she wanted the type of relationship that was in La La Land, which kind of made me laugh because I mean, spoiler alert, um, things don't turn out well, you know, they, they, well, they don't turn out like how you would think two people should turn out in a, in a romantic movie. Like they do not end up together. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> and so that kind of made me laugh at the time. Like, well, you know, things didn't end out. I don't know if you saw the same movie I did, but they did not end up together. But I get what she was saying. Like there was that level of just deep passion and commitment. And she broke up with me. And it would have been a long time since someone really broke up with me. I mean, my ex-wife did break up with me, but I kind of was, I kind of started it and um, she put the nail in the coffin for sure. And, mm -hmm. but, uh, um, and that's, that's, that's a whole podcast, I think, um, going deep into that. And, um, but just, I, I, the point, what the point is, is that, you know, seeing this new person, she broke up with me and it actually felt good to get broken up with. And cause it, I realized I no longer needed romantic love. Like mm -hmm. I realized that all the love I needed, I already had, mm -hmm. you know, and if I found that romantic love again, that'd be kind of icing on the cake. But the fact that, I mean, I had this tremendous love from my son. Mm -hmm. Like that was all the love I, I realized I ever would need. Mm -hmm. And that felt like such a, a turning point in my life. So mm -hmm. it was like from that, from that point on, no longer was this search for romantic love something that was required for me to be happy. I knew mm -hmm. it was something that I would, you know, appreciate, 
But from that point on too, it was like, okay, well, I have some work to do on myself. Let's do that work. And if anything else comes along, then, then great. Mm -hmm. But I know that at the top of the list, it was someone I, at, at very least that my son, you know, finding a person that my son could love and that, you know, that person clearly loved my son mm-hmm. and having those standards. So, but I mean, divorce has been fantastic simply because like that you don't have that pressure to, you know, feel like you have to act a certain way with someone like you mm-hmm. now are, are separated from from that situation you don't have that weight on you anymore and so mm-hmm. it's you can completely focus on your child when your child is there yeah so it sounds like divorce has it's been okay for you yeah man i'm kind of where you're at too and i and i, I every day i'm every day i'm like worried that exactly what you said because right now that that is how i feel you know uh you know that i have i have casually started not romantic in the least but you know um entertaining the idea of you know seeing somebody and like i swear each time i just feel like man you know like i just find myself thinking of what i'm like the next place i'm going to take my daughter out to eat right or you know like should I ask her now so that, you know, she can make plans or should I ask her next week? So it's spur of the moment and she's more, you know, it's more, uh, the, the, the chance is greater that we're going to make, you know, our scheduling work. Cause she's a busy girl too. She's an adult now. Or, uh, you know, yeah, where, you know, where I'm going to take my son or what we're going to do, you know, oh, holy shit. I actually have him for three nights instead of two. Yeah. I've got to make sure we jam pack this weekend. So it's a weekend to remember type of deal. And like, yeah, man, I just, I, I, and, and, and it's funny you said that, like, I've had so few relationships that when I, when I, when, when either I was, when I, whenever, whenever I did the breaking up or I was broken up with, it was just, we just stopped talking, you know, and the contemporary term is, term is ghosting, you know, yeah, but yeah. you just avoid that person and they get the hint type of deal. Right. Right. And, you know, now I'm finding myself, you know, being super uncomfortable doing that. Like, Hey, you know, listen, and it's also because a lot of the, you know, there's not a lot, sorry, but all all of these um, women that I've uh, spoken to, you know, it's through mutual acquaintances. So maybe, 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 maybe I'm cutting it off because I don't want to burn any bridges, but right. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's uh, yeah. Every day though, to, to loop back, um, I'm worried that I'm lying to myself, but then, you know, the next day I know I'm not like, I do feel like right now, you know, un- 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 unless unless it totally feels natural and at the expense of sounding cliche meant to be, I, I-, I don't think I need that, you know, romantic love. Yeah, well, and and I, I honestly feel like that's a superpower, you know, like I, I, hope, I, man. I, I feel I hope, so dude. different. I mean, and and I think too, like having boundaries 
actually mm. is good for everybody. You know, it's like it just it makes it so clear where everyone stands. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know that has worked out really well for me. Like, uh, cause since then, you know, I, I'd, I'd seen a few people between, you know, my ex-wife and my current wife and your forever uh, wife, my forever wife. Yes. Definitely my, my last <laughs> wife, because I'm not doing this again. Um, but like knowing where I stood made it so much easier to just, you know, just go like, look, I can kind of see where this is going. I do, not only do I not want to waste my time, I don't want to waste anybody else's time. Like mm. I feel the weight of that as well. Like, and mm. you know, that's why, and I, I've actually never been one to ghost. I did break up with someone over email before. And that's, mm -hmm. that's the worst thing I've ever done. But, you know, like I, I always wanted to make clear because I hated being ghosted, you know, I mean, there was, you know, even though it's not the same as it is today, you know, you just would stop hearing from somebody, you know, you thought it was going in a direction and then you would just, mm -hmm. you would call and then not get calls back all of a sudden. And mm. that just was shitty. And so I just, I made it a point, like, I, I will never do that to anybody. And Damn. And, you know, and then now like having, knowing what I want, like, and knowing that I'm not going to be able to provide what someone else wants. And, and, you know, and, and that's the thing too, like, it's not like I, I knew like, oh yeah, I'm out here just to get laid, you know, so here I am. Like, I'm just, I'm just going to get laid. I'm just want to get laid. No, it wasn't like that for me. For me, I still wanted to find someone. Mm -hmm. And so I would feel like, oh, I feel like there's potential here. But the second mm -hmm. I realized, oh, we're not going any further. That's when I would say, look, you know, like this is, this is it. Or, you know, and, and oddly enough, like, I, I mean, it's funny, like, it doesn't feel like I was the one doing the breaking up, but I guess, you know, I guess I, cause I, I've always kind of, joked at myself joked with myself in my mind like the story i told myself was oh yeah like i i've never been dumped up until like after you know i got divorced and mm -hmm. but that's not true like i i do feel like i've you know i've been the one to end relationships mm -hmm. and and that is a good thing like not every relationship is meant to be forever and i know that in the past i've let relationships go on longer than they should have. And that's something I didn't want to do anymore for anybody. You know, yeah. like if someone else I'm with has the chance to find love and to be treated better than I've treated someone, then I want them to, I want that to happen for them now. I don't want to just, like I, I hear of, I hear of just, you know, men and women doing this to their partner as well, where, you know, just saying things like, well, you know, I'm not sure where I am right now, but um, maybe in a year, you know, yeah. I'll be there. So let's check back in a year. And no, like, and, and this is where Alex and I completely agree on, you know, and I think this is why we connected so quickly was because we both knew what we wanted and we could see, we could read between the lines, you know, like mm -hmm. I want to tell people now, like, if you hear that, say bye, like, 
because right. it's done, you know, like mm-hmm. it's not going to go farther. And if it does, it's, it'll happen because you've stopped giving that person a chance. Like they'll, then they'll wake up and go, Oh wait, you know what? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe this is more, I, I, I haven't been treating this with the seriousness that it should be treated. Mm-hmm. So it's just, there's just a lot that I've learned about myself since then. And, and honestly, like, everything I've experienced feels like a blessing now, you know, Mm -hmm. this split feels like, obviously it's, it's been this blessing because I actually feel like me going through this has made me just a better everything. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, I feel like it's made me a better friend. It's made me a better um, partner because now I can appreciate and seeing what I lacked in that relationship, the fact that we did not communicate in that relationship, I make communication a priority. So even, and you know, Alex and I, we, gosh, we had, you know, had a fight this week and I knew that we would need to talk about something that was very difficult to talk about, but I made it a priority to do so, you know? And It's like a life pro tip right there. Like you, I, I bet you it was like this with you and your ex, where even if the fight was bordering on like a legitimate fight, you just kind of waited until you both got over it instead of talking about it. hundred percent. You continue. hundred percent. And, 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 you know, and the thing was too, this is part of the reason why, you know, I, I really wanted to be with her was, you know, with my ex was because she didn't need to have the conversations. I, mm-hmm. when I met her and I was wooing her, I acted like I was the type of guy who didn't, who, you know, who wasn't sensitive, who didn't need to talk sure. about the important shit. But sure. then later on, I would tell her like, we need to talk about this. And her response to me was, this sounds like a problem you're having because mm-hmm. I don't have that problem. So that's something mm-hmm. you need to work out. And so in mm-hmm. my mind, I thought, oh, shit, like, yeah, she's right. Like, I, I need to figure this out on my own. And this is what being an adult is, figuring out shit on your own. <laughs> and maybe that's true for some people. But mm-hmm. I realized for me to be in a happy relationship, I needed to be with someone that I can talk to about everything. Mm-hmm. That is what I wanted. And I wanted to be with someone who could talk about anything with me. And yeah, there are, I've realized, you know, so Alex and I, we connected because we did talk about everything. And maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't have to talk about like the gory details of our sexual past (laughs) and shit like that. (laughs) We figure that out, you know, like we do have our boundaries there um, because we would cross that line continuously at the beginning of our relationship. Um, But, you know, like we definitely talk about the important shit at very least we talk about the important shit and then we talk about the stuff that's not so important you know either um so again that and that's something that i honestly don't know that i would have reached i wouldn't have had the appreciation i have for something like communication Mm -hmm. um without having gone through what i'd gone through you know or or even you know something like 
gosh, I mean, it, it feels like a lot, like the communication thing was just such a big aspect that I know that that became my huge focus, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I had met women that were really great. And had I not gone through what I had gone through, I probably could have, it, it would have been enough to sustain a, a long-term relationship, a relationship for the rest of, um, a rest of a less a relationship for the rest of my life. But after going what I gone through, like I wanted better for myself, which at the time seemed selfish, but I also wanted better for them. Like I mm-hmm. wanted to find that person that they felt like they could be completely open with. Mm-hmm. And cause I, I do feel like I was at a level where it probably was intimidating. Like, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's hard to get to, to what that actually means to be completely open. And that is, and you got to be so vulnerable to do that. And, and, and I, I realized like it would just be better. I'd be better off alone if I didn't have that complete openness than to be with someone and not quite be there because mm-hmm. I, I feel like there would just be dissatisfaction on both of our parts. But by having awesome. that standard, I ended up finding what I wanted, yeah. which seemed <laughs> crazy. I didn't think it was possible, but yeah, found it, found it. Congrats. You, you were there from the beginning, man. You, you, <laughs> you were my, guardian angel along the way giving me little tips here and there you know about being myself and that was that was your maxim magazine (laughs) (laughs) you were better than that man it was like because you knew you knew who i was at my core and you weren't just giving me like kind of like the the um what do they call it the pickup artist you know hints and, (laughs) and hacks it was like isn't that, no. isn't that weird too? Yeah. You're, you're like, you're probably the first person. I'm not saying I've coached many guys, but you know, I did. Ah, fuck man. I, I, I'm, I'm so, I'm so uncomfortable saying this. Dude, even say no, you got to say it. It's the truth. So like, I've always found talking to women natural. Like I've, and, and I actually like to a fault, um, you know, it's just guy stuff. Like I do get really upset if someone that I'm close to is, is like nervous about doing it, you know, like, are you fucking serious? You know, like, and I might've said this exact thing. I don't know if it was during the warmups or during the actual podcast, but, um, yeah, where it's kind of like, you know, just do it because you, you're going to be in the exact same place you are right now if it fails. And, you know, the reward is that you tried and success or fail, right? I mean, you learn something from it. Yeah. But, yeah, you're probably the first person I've ever coached without giving you shit for not doing it. <laughs> probably because you did it. <laughs> well, that you know, and that was the thing. It was like I, I reached this moment with Alex where I knew if I didn't do it, I would regret it. I don't know if I would regret I think, it for the rest of my life, but I knew that I would be thinking about it for a while. And I might even be dating other people thinking about her. I just knew it. I think, yeah, if you guys met 20 years ago, I totally would have fucked it up for you. 
So <laughs> it's good that it happened. <laughs> it's good that it happened when it happened. If it happened 20 years ago, it would have been illegal. <laughs> you know, you know, it's kind because of weird of too. Different, so. Right, right. Let's just, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I hope everyone, I hope our listeners really get to know us because that's a, it's a really good, bad joke. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's 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 weird too because uh, you know outside of outside of our parents knowing each other, you and I were never really close growing up either, and we were definitely not close as um, you know young adults to adults. But it's funny though, man, because like in a weird way, like I, I think I think I think I think uh, it's weird how she and I get along so well too. Yeah, I I want to play that scenario out. Like, what if we hated each other? Cause I did meet her, your, your relationship, you know, was definitely on fast forward for a yeah, certain time period, but yeah. <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. I know. Right. Yeah. What would happen if I was like, man, fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird that I can't even imagine it. You know, I, guess, yeah. I can't even right. imagine it because right. I just, that's the beauty. I, I don't know that I would, like it's such a core value for me mm. for just like the openness and the honesty. And that's clearly a core value for you that I don't think I could handle. I, I mean, honestly, like I think about oh, yeah. what if she said like, dude, that guy's an asshole. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, it's just impossible to imagine that. Like mm-hmm. there's no way, like just from our first conversation alone that I had with her, we were so brutally open and honest. We talked about therapy, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, I can't, um, and also we, we both were cursing, like, just like, ter- like sailors with Tourette's, you know? Mm-hmm. So I felt <laughs> like, well, clearly Brian would get along with, with Alex, <laughs> you know, like this is, this is a match made in heaven. And yeah, yeah, God, totally. we were, we were, we were so right, you know? So, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why it's just impossible to imagine it because our core values were just so aligned. That's why you and I are so close. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's why really anyone in my life right now and the, anybody yeah. that I, I kind of, you know, have a little bit of a challenge with, it's, it's because we're not there yet. You know, we don't have mm-hmm. that that same level of openness and, and, or we don't feel that same kind of comfort with being so vulnerable. Um, yeah. So that's Man, why it's we just could, unimaginable. We just, yeah. I feel like we could just, we could just restart this podcast subject and just do like five more. <laughs> Re- <laughs> yeah. Rehash it. Damn, I know. Man. I, know. No, no, I, 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 I totally hear you, man. I, I feel like maybe that's why. Yeah. We, we, we touch on, how how so few people we're still close to in this phase of our life. I don't know about you, but I, I have very few. No, it's so true. But yeah, it's totally it's true. Totally like I think it's a yeah, it's like a values thing. Yeah, and I think it's our age, right? It's like why would we waste our time hanging out with someone that it takes effort, like say to hold back information, like it. That's what it is for me, you know, and um, and and I even think I I honestly think like I was rewarded. And this seems counterintuitive, but I was rewarded for being selfish, like for not Mm -hmm. settling, 
for less. Like mm-hmm. in the relationships between my ex-wife and and you know Alex, I could feel that we weren't a hundred percent open. Like, mm-hmm. and and I know that. I think we both gave it our best to get there, but for, mm. you know, reasons beyond, you know, our understanding, like we just couldn't get there or, you know, like, and I, I would say I would really share a lot and then I wouldn't get quite the same in return. What I got in return didn't feel like the total, the total truth. And I want for them, you know, I wanted for them to find that, you know, or to mm-hmm. at least feel like they're on the same level of like, you know, whatever they're sharing, their partner is sharing the same level and they feel just as comfortable being there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Wow. We didn't really talk shit this entire episode. <laughs> you were afraid of talking sh- we're gonna talk shit no no because i don't know can't i can't speak for both of us but yeah like our our relationship has never been better um yeah you know outside yeah. of the uh, the uh then yeah i guess i guess like yeah when you get past that newness phase it's almost like a given that you can kind of figure it out from there, but for whatever reason, right? You know, You're talking about just being just, in a new just, relationship. Yeah, just like I think you I can. Like, I th- maybe I'm speaking as a as you know, a middle aged guy, but now I feel like you 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 can figure it out pretty early, like you know whether or not there's a you know compatibility there. Yeah, I th- I think the compatibility is not hard to find i i know it was tough for me and this is an, this is mm-hmm. another podcast but was i wasn't sure that i could fall in love at this age mm-hmm. i i just didn't think i thought i was too old maybe even too like beaten down yeah just to you know i i thought maybe too like i would like whatever idealism i had at one point like that was just gone and mm-hmm. so I would see if, oh, this is, you know, this is just infatuation right now. This is going to, this mm-hmm. is going to change. So, you know, that feeling of really being in love, like I just didn't think I, and I, and I wasn't going to, to get married unless I, I, I experienced that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think in a way, like I keep saying, you know, I keep saying that I'm not seeking it. I'm not seeking it. It's not a, it's not a priority for me right now. And all that's true, but no, like I, 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 I was definitely in love with my ex and I remember, you know, loving love. Yeah. So, so, so yes. yes right. Yeah, right. Loving um, love. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think that gets, that can get anyone in trouble. Is <laughs> the loving the love part. You know, and and wanting that so badly, which is something Mm -hmm. that I wanted, you know, and I think that got me into trouble, you know, and maybe stick around for longer than I, you know, I probably should have, you know, Mm -hmm. got other women to stick around longer than they should have. And those, if anything, you know, and that's probably like the, you know, the regret I have now 
is like, you know, once I feel like once, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to be what you hoped it would be. Just cut your losses, mm-hmm. cut your losses then, mm-hmm. you know, you, and definitely don't think you can change somebody. You have to be in love with the person that they are in that moment, right mm-hmm. then and there. Like, do not ever plan on that person changing. And what's funny too is like the people that understand that, they actually do change. Mm-hmm. You know, they because they're working on themselves, they're figuring out what, <laughs> what the, you know, they need to change about themselves. Like Alex and I, we're changing. Yeah. We're completely yeah. changing, but that's also because, it, but we also went at this, like, look, and this was like on the third date, here's the very worst of me. And if you're going, if we're going to have a relationship, if this is as serious as we think this is, you need to know this about me. And we <laughs> just piled the worst, what we thought was the very worst shit. Mm-hmm. and I know for me like that's when I knew I was in love like I thought this is all I need if you know A I understand like I it doesn't it didn't seem bad to me what she told me and B this is what I need like if we can talk about this we can talk about anything and this is how mm-hmm. this is how a lifelong marriage is sustainable if we can talk about this and we're yeah. doing this our third date you know into mm. our relationship like and that's why i knew that's why i knew i you know i was in love with her was that that moment when i remember sitting in her car and her telling me you know giving me like what she thought was her darkest secret and i and me just going yep i'm in love i know right now i know i'm in love i knew i was falling in love I know I'm in love because we can talk about this stuff. Yeah. So I, I mean, I ain't worried about you for a second. <laughs> like I know you, there is going to come a day and you're going to tell me you found the one and I am going to be, I am going to have zero surprise on my face. It's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe, you know, it's, maybe it'll be sooner than I thought. You know, that'll be the only surprise, but like you are so in the place that I feel like a person needs to be to find love, which is Mm. you don't need it. That's when it, that's when it happens when you don't need it, when you are completely happy with yourself and you're satisfied with the love you already have in your life, man, nothing beats that. Nothing beats that. So. Yeah, I believe it too, but I'm glad I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Oh, I have I have zero doubt. Like and 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 if you ever get to a point too, it's like, oh yeah, I don't want anybody, then I'm I'm going to predict that the next day you're gonna find somebody. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what happened to me. Yeah. So nice. anyways, I think we're at a good place to get to some Filipino news. So I'm going to pull up some news unless you have something, you know, you want to add any kind of final words of no, wisdom no, related to the, the topic of 
divorce. No, we, we opened we opened even more doors to future. We did. We definitely yeah. did. <laughs> Damn, we did. All right. Um, looking into. So this is something. This this was something that you brought up before that I never really paid enough attention to. Mm-hmm. And there was an article in CBC News and it's um, by Gian Paolo Mendoza. It says, why Filipino names are quirky, expressive, and rich with culture and history. And I do not have a typically Filipino you know, name. Um, you, though, have a Spanish last name, which is known um, for, you know, a lot of Filipinos have Spanish last names. And, you know, and this mm-hmm. is addressed in this article. And it says concepts of love, kinship, family, and colonization are written into thousands of Filipino names. And, you know, for many Filipinos, their names are often made up of other names or they have nicknames that barely have any semblance to their legal name. <laughs> and then there are last names, many of which speak to the history of Spanish colonization of the Philippines. So here are some common themes um, for you know names, making up of brand new names. Mm-hmm. One of the most popular naming practices in the Philippines is combining the first few letters of each individual parent's name to form a completely new name. So someone brought up how their their dad's name is Jose, their mom mom's name is Maria, and so their name is Jomar. Mm-hmm. And uh, another uh, is someone from Vancouver um, named Janali. The mom's name is Jesusa, so got the J E from her. Um, dad's name is Ronaldo, got the Na from him. And then the uncle is Raleigh, <clears throat> so got the <clears throat> LLY from from him, Janali, um, and so like just that aspect alone, like it like was something that I remember you bringing up with me that I never paid attention to before, and <clears throat> you know one of the things that um, a British Columbia professor brings up. She's, she writes, you know, a marital union is taken so seriously in the Philippines, which relates to us, to the point that they'd like <laughs> to honor that marital union by naming the children or one of the children after the names of the couple who got married. So, yeah, yeah. Do you know people that have, you know, with that yeah, name? Uh, too many. Yeah. Too many. Yeah. So many. Yeah. I know a Jomar. Do you? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like if, 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 uh, I had used that convention, um, Mm -hmm. for my son, then his name would be Jomar. Mm, There you go. (laughs) But I didn't know of that convention at the time. And I, I, I love his name as it is. So I'm glad that he didn't use it. Um, the other thing is nicknames. We know like a million Junes, you know, which Mm -hmm. is a shortened form of junior, um, other nicknames, baby or boy. Mm-hmm. Um, from boy, it's like, it said these nicknames can have often evolve into new forms where syllables are repeated. 
a common mm. way of showing kinship and affection between Filipinos. So from boy, it can be boo boy or boying or boo bong, boy bong or mm-hmm. bong bong, mm-hmm. which, you know, can seem silly from the purely American, you know, point of view. But like when you think of like the level of endearment, like it's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing, you know, and it's so well, fucking yeah. unique. No, right? and I was just, yeah, no, and the, and 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 I met Joe Mar in high school. Like we went to high school all four years together, and I just remember thinking, like, okay, that's a weird name. Yeah. And then when I found when I found out about it, you know, as a teenager, yes, like being Filipino American to me, I was like, what the fuck, you know, like. And then I started paying attention to it, and there's so yeah. many that you hear, you know, and 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 yes, you're right. They. And I, yeah, I'm I'm realizing that now for the first time. Is there some people in my immediate family where it's like, why? Like, it's not even close. Like, it's too unique of a name. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I I I realized that when I was younger, I would mm-hmm. that that's totally the type of thing I would have made fun of. Like, I by far I've told you yeah, this. Like, yeah. the most racist I've ever been was to my, you know my own people like to other filipinos hands down and that was just all from self-hatred and i so would have made fun of this but like i think about this now and i just think like a the creativity of it i love it's just fun like those are clearly the most fun names you could have um i don't know i just love all of it oh shit what's that Oh, um, it's so funny. It's so coincidental that you like had that, uh, what's it called? La La Land spoiler alert. Uh, uh-huh. because, because Corey was showing me a video today cause he loves uh, dinosaurs as you yeah. know. And he was watching, a a Godzilla like video and he, he, he rewound, well, not rewind, but you know, he skipped back to the beginning and said, daddy, I want to show you something. And it was from the movie Ready Player One. Uh-huh. Um, and I haven't seen that yet. So that was my alarm to watch it because my four-year-old just tried to spoil a movie for me that I, uh, that I do have on my on my watch list. That's awesome. So that's that was the awesome. alarm was watch Ready Player One <laughs> before my son spoils it. Well, let's let's wrap it up. Let's get to the so and then the other the only last thing, you know, they talked about last names, surnames under Spanish rule. Um, many of the surnames Filipinos have Gutierrez is, or Gutierrez clearly is one of them have today can be traced back to one of the most influential laws in the country's colonial history, the Claviera decree of 1849. Now this, I didn't actually, I didn't know the specifics of it. This law included a list of 61,000 surnames from which every Filipino family had to choose under Spanish rule mainly for tax, census, and religious purposes. The majority of surnames were Hispanic. The list made life easier for colonial administrators because it was common practice in indigenous communities to bestow different surnames upon each sibling in a family. The document would would define the names of Filipinos for generations while leaving behind many of the country's diverse and expressive indigenous names. The handful of those that did make it into the list 
were mainly from families with high societal status. I mean, I mean, it, it, it is interesting to think about all the names that no law that may, may have gone extinct because no, of this law. Mm-hmm. And they go into like, you know, indigenous, indigenous surnames are often identified through these abstract concepts of love or connections of reciprocity. We have a lot of Philippine indigenous names that denote feelings or a state of mind. For example, and um, the surname Mang, Manbong means graceful in Visayan. And Mabang, Mababa, Mababang Lub means humble in Tagalog. Or Mabanglo, which means sweet smelling in both Tagalog and Pampangan. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. okay, Pampanga. Um, it's amazing. Like there's so much, much richness to these mm-hmm. names and they've been obliterated because of uh, mm-hmm. colonization. Like who knows what, you know, name he might've had otherwise. Bascancio, what would Bascancio, you know, what, what would the names, what would the names be? So just interesting. Yeah, I have to, to go pretty, yeah, I have to go pretty far back to get like a non, non-Spanish traceable last name up my family trees. Uh-huh. Should do that. Oh, shit. What happened? Hold on one second. We're going to have to cut this out. My father-in-law is calling me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, we'll he, cut it he's out. in the hospital. Hold on, hold on. Daddy. Are you okay? Daddy. Hold on, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he went to the hospital again because um, um, his uh, stump got infected. I don't know the oh, I don't know the shit. term for that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, I just texted Paula to see. Oh shit. I actually am like the only person he butt dials. I think it's because I'm like his speed dial number one or something or number two. Crazy. Hmm. Oh, that's a funny thing too. The nickname is, you know, dad or daddy or whatever. Uh-huh. But his nickname is Dottie and his real name is Jaime. <laughs> so. <laughs> so is it, it is from, it is from dad. That's what Dottie is from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sweet that you can still call him that. Yeah, I don't know. To, I don't know to you know like and when he was in the uh, I don't mean to go too off the rails, but when he was in the hospital for the first time, um, post surgery, um, you know like how parents have like the pride about their kids and stuff. Like his, there was so many of us in there. It's totally not cool, but because we're Filipino, the nurses don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Double standard, if you will. Yeah. And like the nurse came in to like tell us like, hey you know, can like half of you leave, you know, cause it's, there's too many people in here. And he said, Hey, hey this is, this is my son-in-law I was telling you about. He works, uh, he works uh, for, for the computer company that you're using. You know? 
<laughs> I was like, fuck, man. So, that's damn. Right. How are we gonna, hey, this is good practice. How are we going to get back on track? Um, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. It'd be great Can, to have know. You ever, have, you ever went, have you ever went up your mom's family tree? Because your mom has a very Filipino last name. God, you know what that makes me think of? The fact that like I completely bullshitted a sixth grade essay on my family tree. And <laughs> like I had this whole thing about how my f- mom's family was from Baguio. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I, I invented this whole history that took place in Baguio was mm-hmm. because my <laughs> my mom had hung up like, you know, the wooden spoon and the wooden fork. Oh, nice, nice. And it said Baguio it said on Baguio? it. It did. So um, really, I, you know, that's funny you say that because I do want to sit down with with my mom and I want her to give me all the history that she has because I, I know that there's a lot there. So mm-hmm. I don't know what stops me. I think maybe just the time commitment and knowing that once I do sit down to talk about it, I mean, it could be an all day affair. It could be a week long mm-hmm. or weeks mm-hmm. long affair. So, yeah. But anyway, on to other news. Some San Francisco gate bear Bay area man told to hide Filipino tattoo at Santa Cruz beach boardwalk over gang-related claim. San Jose man was told to cover up a Filipino pride tattoo by security at the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk on Father's Day. Mark Devera has tattoos on each of his biceps that together read Pinoy Pride. He was kicked out of the boardwalk where he was spending Father's Day with his son by security guard for his tattoos, which the guard allegedly said were gang-related. It's an expression of me being proud to be Panoy, a Filipino gentleman, he told the TV station. I'm proud of my country, you know. I'm proud of who I am. Um, Devera said that a manager later permitted him to stay in the boardwalk, but he was told to cover up the tattoos, despite other people at the park having tattoos, he said. He added that his son cried following the confrontation. He said also he felt embarrassed harassed, violated, felt like he was being stripped of his First Amendment rights. Um, Yeah, it says, uh, no confirmation whether security guards believe the tattoos to be gang-related, but said that an internal investigation and discussion is underway following this incident. So... Mm -hmm. I'd be curious if the... I'd be curious about the ethnicity of said security guard too. Um, I would say, I would say, man, it's a good chance he was also Filipino based on where it happened because, you know, there's, there's huge Filipino population there. It was San Jose, right? San Jose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me yeah, see I mean, took place. Oh, at the Santa Cruz beach boardwalk. Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. I don't even know where that is. Is it in Santa Cruz? I'm guessing it's Santa Cruz. And it's a San Jose man. Yeah. I mean, shit. 
it's worth looking up. Yeah, I'd be curious because yeah, that 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 is a game from like when we were younger. Oh, interesting. And I saw I saw this guy's picture online too, and he looks about the same age as us. So, I mean, yeah, I I, I I I have no issue with it, but I'm I'd be curious to see. Yeah, I feel like there's a good chance that that security guard was Filipino. Um, because yeah, you're in the, to me now, Pinoy, I would wear a hat that said that, you know? Yeah, of course. Or a shirt that said that. Um, I've seen way more offensive tattoos than that. Yeah. Um, so like, and that's the thing too, like say, say it could be related to that. Like, but how do you separate just that? that sentiment, right? I mean, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, why wouldn't someone like us wear that? And how would you even know it's connected? Is it, and how deep do you go with it? Like, is it because it's a tattoo? I mean, it's an interesting question. I mean, especially sure. both of us have tattoos, but you have tattoos that are, you know, even more, that's, you know, visible than I feel mine are. So mm -hmm. I mean, have you even have you ever experienced anything like that before? Like no, anything? I mean I haven't. Even e even at my current job, I made sure to wear a uh, like a butt like a short sleeve button down. Uh huh. Because because you know I in in some weird way I was like I mean if they judge me based on this I don't want to work here you know right so yeah uh, <laughs> it's weird too because tattoos I feel like. No time in the past has it ever been not like, you know, it's not even the slightest taboo anymore. You, so, yeah. I mean, unless it's like overtly, you know, offensive or racist or, you know, I, 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 I'm just at a loss. And I did yeah. say I've seen way more offensive tattoos than that. I'm not saying that that tattoo is offensive, but I'm just curious why they, they went directly to gang related. You know? Yeah, um, exactly. You see, you see pride everywhere, right? Exactly. For, for a shit ton of things that people are proud about. Yeah. And why would, you know, and what even, why would the wording even matter? You know, like sure. the difference between Pinoy pride and Filipino pride, you know? So I don't know. It's uh, just strange. And also to like, you know, when it says um, internal investigation discussion is underway following this incident. Right. Like, right. yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. Complete. Like. What are you going to do? Right. Exactly. I mean, what the hell are you internally Nothing. investigating? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then moving on to one more story. Um, Asian Americans rallied to name Navy ship in honor of Filipino vet. Asian Americans, veterans, and civilians in the United States and the Philippines are campaigning to name a Navy warship for a Filipino sailor who bravely rescued two crew members when their ship caught fire more than a century ago, earning him a prestigious and rare Medal of Honor. Supporters say naming a ship for Telesforo Trinidad would honor not just the only Asian American in the U.S. Navy grant 
granted the nation's highest award for valor, but the tens of thousands of Filipinos and Americans of Filipino descent have served in the U.S. Navy since 1901 when the Philippines was a U.S. territory. Mr. Trinidad, who died in 1968 at age 77, was so eager to join the U.S. Navy that he stowed away on a lifeboat from his home island of Panay to the main island to enlist, said grandson Rene Trinidad. In 1915, while on patrol on the USS San Diego, he risked his life and suffered burns to rescue two crewmates when boilers exploded, killing nine. He He received the medal that year at a time when the honor could be awarded for non-combat valor. Um, That'd be pretty cool (laughs) to get a Filipino on a, on a Navy ship, U.S. Navy ship. Yeah. I don't know, man, the the roots run so deep. I feel like it's a long time coming especially like on the military side and you know how much the U S loves the military. Right. Um, Philippines, man, long time loyal ally. Um, there's been some recent bickering between the powers that be and the, the ideals both countries stand for. Yeah. 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 There's so much American influence, you know, just from, you know, previous occupations. So my understanding there's like even like a like um uh, the VA I think there's a VA in the Philippines really for 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 you know United States military sure and uh <clears throat> yeah like the uh, <laughs> like the the former US bases there are, are they've they've kept those names you know yeah yeah they're, whether they're tourist, they're tourist attractions or establishments, you know, communities, they've never changed it. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. Rad, there's a lot, yeah. I forget, like, heroes that have fucking warships named after them. I know, I know. There's a lot of warships. Yeah, um, a fucking lot. <laughs> and I guess, too, there's a lot of, a lot of people in line for the possibility mm-hmm. of, of getting that honor. So we'll see. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I don't, I don't even know if we are having war, you know, more warships, something we need, you know, we, I, I, that might be a bad sign if we need like lots of warships so that every, everybody can have their name on there. I'm not sure that I, I want to mm-hmm. live in that world, but <laughs> anyway, I think we're going to call it. Um, do you have one, do you have anything, uh, you have anything else you want to say? Any final words of wisdom? Final words for of this wisdom. episode? Oh, <clears throat> yeah. I guess be yourself and don't settle. Damn. For both you and your partner. If you think that, you know, things will be better. Hell yeah. I think it Which takes a lot said. of strength to make that decision. Yeah. Dude, that's everything. That's that's the. I mean, I feel like that's something that I'm in, I'm trying to instill in my son, you know, very early on, and I'm doing my best to make sure that I don't do anything that keeps him from or makes him think otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, like the importance of being yourself. Like that is the quickest way 
to find out someone you're compatible with is to be right. yourself. Mm -hmm. That's the quickest way, the quickest and most effective way. So hell yeah. Great note to end on. Um, for anyone who wants to follow us, you can find us on Instagram, flipped America at flipped America. You can email us if you have any questions or comments, uh, flipped America at gmail.com. And we have, uh, uh, we have also have uh, a website, which has the bare minimum right now, the information you'll need. Um, so you can find it's that. It's basically out. a link repository. There you so go. If you suck at, if you suck at uh, Google, just go to flipthamerica.com. Amen. There it is. On that note, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. We love you. Until next time, peace. peace.